I'm Heidi Harris. This is the Heidi Harris Show podcast. I do this three times a week, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. You can subscribe at iTunes for free. You can check them out at HeidiHarris.com. And you can listen to my live Heidi Harris Show on AM radio from Las Vegas, Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. at 670 a.m. KMZQ in Las Vegas. We now know more about the mass shooter who shot up a bunch of people at a newspaper in Annapolis, Maryland yesterday. My brother went to school at the Naval Academy, so I'm familiar with Annapolis. Beautiful little town. And it's interesting, when you get on Twitter or you're watching local news when these things first break out, the speculation is rampant. I have learned, because we've had so many mass shootings in America, that you simply can't speculate. You don't know. And what I did put on Facebook was, was he a disgruntled former worker? We don't know. Was it a terrorist? Probably not. Not a newspaper. Uh, we didn't really know what the situation was. Well, now we found out a little bit more about it. And interestingly, he's just a guy who's ticked off because he was stalking some girl on Facebook and somehow or other the newspaper became aware of it and printed a story and he started suing them from defamation six years ago. So this guy's clearly had some issues, and this has been brewing for a very long time. Now, the reason I mention that is because immediately the lefties were getting on Twitter and accusing Donald Trump of this. They said, oh, he incited this because he was criticizing the fake news media. And there's a guy named Milo Yiannopoulos who used to write for Breitbart. Some of you, for some reason, are actually impressed with this guy. I don't know why. I've heard his comments about kids and sex between consenting teenagers and adults, and I'm not going to get into that today, but I think this is not a person to admire. Anyway, he apparently recently had made some comments about attacking the press, advocating that people do that, and then he had to backtrack and say, well, it was just a private thing. It wasn't really something for public, yada, yada. Then we've got Maxine Waters, who's been actually encouraging her folks on the left side of the aisle to run people out of restaurants, gas stations, businesses. You know, if you're shopping in a store for underwear, for heaven's sake, Maxine Waters wants her folks to run people out of there if they think they voted for Trump. I mean, this is how crazy it's gotten. The left has been a lot crazier than the right. Anyway, after all was said and done, unfortunately, the left can't stand it because they can't blame Trump for this. Now, this particular shooting was very convenient for the press because it was located pretty close to where most of them live. I can't imagine how much they would hate it if there was a mass shooting in, I don't know, Phoenix, Vegas in June when it was 110. They'd probably be miserable. But, of course, this one was close to home, so it got a lot of coverage. Now, the press on the left side is going to pretty much drop this because it doesn't fit their narrative. It's a white guy. Well, it's always a white guy. But he was attacking the press because of what the press does. Now, obviously, no one's defending this, and the press has a right and a responsibility and a duty to put information out there, and it's going to tick people off. I mean, every day that I get on the air and I say something about a politician or whatnot, there are people who are going to be unhappy with what I've said. This is a risk of what you do when you're in the press. And I'm not even a reporter. I'm just an opinion person. But when you're a reporter... It's difficult to be out there talking about what's happening in the world and risking the fact that you clearly are going to get the wrath of politicians from time to time. But now you've got a regular, normal, semi-normal guy who's upset because the press covered a story that was happening in Annapolis and he's been suing them for defamation. And for six years, this guy was percolating and finally goes in and shoots a bunch of people. How scary is that? Another question I have that I have not seen addressed yet, I'm hoping it will be soon, how in the heck did this guy get in the building? 
I've been in radio for 20 years. You can't walk in the building without having to go through a receptionist, glass doors. You have to have a clicker thing. You have to have a badge. You have to have something. You are not going to be able to walk in that door and walk into my studio or anybody else's studio without having to pass through some type of security. That's just crazy that this guy was able to get into the building and shoot these people up. So more details will come out about that, I'm sure. And of course, the left, as I said, is going to drop most of it because they can't blame Trump now, so they'll get a little quiet. But what they will do is, oh, poor us. They'll turn this into a whole poor me situation. Oh, my gosh. Because reporters think the world revolves around them. You know that, right? They think the world revolves around New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, Washington, D.C., and the world revolves around them. So whatever happens to them is huge news. The rest of us, eh, not so much. And there's going to be a lot of talk about how many journalists have been killed around the world over the years. And it's terrible. People shouldn't be killed for being journalists. But people shouldn't be killed in the military either for having to defend our freedom. And people shouldn't be killed in the workplace regardless of who they are. So journalists, no, you're not special. You're not better than anybody else. Your lives don't matter any more than anyone else's. But there'll be a lot of focus on that, on the risks of being a journalist. And it is legitimate. But I would say, why didn't your company protect you better. That should have been the case, especially when you know this guy has been suing you for six years. I mean, it's crazy. So that's going to be a little bit of an issue. And of course, Steve Sisolak, the guy who wants to be our next governor, was immediately jumping on the trail. We've got to stop this. Really? What are you going to do, Mr. Sisolak? What are you going to do when there's a crazy guy who's mad? And by the way, I guarantee you, they have all kinds of security before you can get to a Clark County commissioner. How do I know? Because I've been down there to the chambers. The Clark County commissioners are protected. You have to go through metal detectors to go into the city council meetings or the Clark County commission meetings. This is how it should be. You got to protect these folks, but these folks in the newsroom were not protected by their employers. So that's a big deal. So Sisolak, I hate to break it to you, pal. I'm not really sure what you could have done to prevent this particular thing. There are always disgruntled people. Now coming up this morning, on the Heidi Harris Show, live from Las Vegas at 9 o'clock. We're going to talk about a report that just came out from the FBI where they did a lot of research and study of the people who were mass shooters in the United States from 2000 to 2013. And what they looked for, and they've done reports on this in the past, but this particular time, they looked for pre-attack behaviors that these folks shared. And there's some interesting findings, so we'll talk about that coming up this morning on the show, because a lot of folks who are attackers revealed to somebody something. Now, they may not have said, I'm going to go shoot up the school on Friday, but certainly something. There was some indication somewhere. Of course, the question becomes, how many people have weird folks in their family, right? A lot of people have people in the family who are just not right, you know, half a court low kind of thing. And you just don't know whether or not these people are an actual threat or not. One of the things that the FBI report also found was that most of the people who were mass shooters bought their guns legally. Many of them had bought their guns far in advance of the shootings. In a lot of cases, they bought the guns long before without any demonstrated intent to use them against people. So in other words, how do you take a guy who buys a gun five years ago and then suddenly decides he's going to go shoot the place up? How do you stop that guy? The simple answer is you can't. You can't stop somebody who is intent on settling a score. And one of the other things that the FBI report covered, and we'll talk about this this morning, as I mentioned on the Heidi Hare Show at 9, another thing they covered is a huge factor in many, many cases was people who had a grievance. How many times have we heard about folks who have a grievance? Even terrorists have a grievance 
of a certain kind, right? Whether it's a Palestinian and Israeli thing or whether it's a, an Islam thing versus America thing, whatever it might be. There's always some grievance that these folks have. And in the case yesterday in Annapolis, this guy had a grievance for six years. How do you solve that? I mean, I've had hate mail. I've had people send nasty tweets. All of us have dealt with that. I was just reading a story uh, yesterday about a stalker who was found at one of the properties that Taylor Swift owns. He showed up with a knife, a mask, gloves. Can you imagine what it's like to live in terror of some crazy fan every single day? Now, most of the people who kill celebrities are the folks who love you, not the folks who hate you. But there are plenty of people who do hate you, who want to hurt you, as in the case of this crazy guy in Annapolis. So how do you know when somebody gets mad because you write a column about them or their situation and they write you a nasty gram, which I've had, and by the way, I put a lot of examples of those in my book that just came out, Don't Pat Me on the Head is the title of it, put some examples there. I mean, I used to do cable TV and I'd get off the air and literally walk out of the studio from the cable TV place, go get in my car and the tweets would start. You're ugly, you're stupid, you're this, you're that, sometimes threatening, most of the time not, but just nasty, nasty stuff. How do you know who the next crazy person is going to be, you don't know. It's a very, very difficult thing to gauge because some people are just, most people are just yakky. You know, there are a lot of dogs who yap, 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 yap. They're not going to ever bite you, but they yap a lot. And a lot of people are like that. They'll threaten, they'll do all kinds of things, but ultimately, will they ever get in their car, drive to your house and try to hurt you? Probably not. But in the case of the Annapolis situation in the newsroom, this is a big deal. And I'll bet you there'll be some kind of lawsuits as a result, as there should be. Nobody should be able to walk into a newsroom and shoot up the place, even if they're shooting through a glass door. Now, I don't know what the situation was security-wise in that building. You shouldn't be able to get that close. You can't get that close to my studio unless you go through other security measures. You can't. So how does this happen? And you'd think that something as simple as radio, even music radio, wouldn't have to worry about it, but they do. There are people who are crazy, crazy fans. And so is this going to scare the people in the press a little bit more? Possibly, because this shooter in Annapolis apparently had an issue with Facebook. He was stalking somebody. There are a lot of people doing that. They're just not all there. And the girl he was stalking was an old high school friend. And she was just engaging him on Facebook, chit-chatting, da-da-da-da-da. And then he started to get a little weird on her. So she got away from him. And then she blocked him. But then it got worse. Then the guy escalated. So now it's getting to the point where you don't even want to say hello to somebody on Facebook because you don't know what's going to happen on the other end. And if you're a reporter, do you really want to take that risk and report some of those stories? It's scary. So we'll talk about that coming up on the Heidi Harris Show this morning, live on AM 670 KMZQ in Las Vegas, from Las Vegas. And don't forget to pick up my brand new book. It's called Don't Pat Me on the Head, Blowbacks, Setbacks, and Comebacks in Vegas Radio. And my website is HeidiHarris.com. You can pick my book up at Amazon. You also can find a link at HeidiHarris.com. And I've been putting some book excerpts up there because many of you have asked me about some of the topics in the book. And so I think that that'll be kind of fun for you to read give you an idea. It's not just about me. It's about a lot of different things, radio, behind the scenes, cable TV. I've got tips on all that kind of stuff and basically tips on surviving when you get kicked around because everybody has been no matter what business you're in. So ultimately it's an encouraging book and I hope you pick it up. It's called Don't Pat Me on the Head. Until we meet again, remember you were created for a purpose. Here's Tony Scottwell.